0: After he was intruded upon at his office, Roland stopped staying there or doing any business there. The whole idea that some government goon is keeping an eye on him just makes him nervous. Even though he's an occult detective, he's not very good at dealing with human beings. Which is also why it's awkward having him as a roommate, so... While Roland is staying with Morgan in the empty building that Morgan's been crashing in for some time, Roland has, like, conspicuously insisted on having his own little corner. He's been like, I gotta have my privacy, chief. You think I can do all the consulting with the dead and dealing with demons with somebody watching over my shoulder? You got a lot to learn, bucko and other such uh protestations. He has by this time told Morgan that if he ever if he Morgan ever needs to contact him Roland, he can clutch the uh so-called radio in both his hands and think about Morgan or sorry, think about Ro- Roland really hard. He's like, "Picture this." And he just smiles but he says that Morgan can uh, record messages to him just by thinking them. He doesn't even have to say them out loud. He says that that way is more difficult. It's more assured of success if he does speak them. But if he's in a tight spot where he can't speak, he may be able to just think a message. So because you said something about this, in your message, I'm just going to assume Morgan does something like that. Maybe even while he's talking to the sailor, he's holding this radio thing and just thinking about Roland, about his like sarcastic grin face. And by the end of the uh, of his side of the conversation, the the drowned sailor has moved back a bit to study him, and in that space between the two of them, Roland suddenly just sort of falls through, as if somebody shoved him from the side, and he just sort of like skids to a halt, and then face plants on the deck. Morgan helps him up, and he's clutching very carefully an old, big, leather-bound book. And Roland sort of looks around frantically for a second, then checks the book, then checks himself for injuries, and heaves a sigh of relief. He's like, all right, okay, this this I can handle. And he turns to the, the sailor, and he says a weird word in some language Morgan doesn't know, and the sailor seems to respond in some way. There's like a change in the area of its face uh, that Morgan finds a little hard to read, but then it seems to relax somehow. Its form stops churning quite so much, and it sort of expands a bit to the side. It sort of grows in width as if it's Sort of, not encircling the two of them, but accepting them in some way. And it says, I appreciate what you did for my family. I want to thank you for what you did. I want to thank you for what you did for my family. I was trying to do a gargle water voice, and uh, logistically, it's not going to work. I, 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 I'm i I'm just going to summarize the sailor's dialogue for now. i I, I, I got to figure out some way to make that happen. Uh, maybe there's a filter you can find on Audacity or whatever. Anyway... A sailor says something along the lines of I want to thank you too for what you did for my family Letting them know what happened to me Affected them and, and that affected me in some way it, it gave me some freedom And for that I'm in your debt I don't have the same feeling about this neighborhood that you do Sentinel says I don't have the same feeling about this neighborhood that you do but I don't like injustice. Because of what was done to me, I have a keen eye for it, and if the people here are being subjected to it, then I'll intervene. Maybe, maybe this is a place I could learn to call home while I figure out why I'm still on this world and why I'm not ready to let go yet. Says, as for your fish, friend, I haven't seen it but I have felt it moving around. It's somewhere in this area. It doesn't like to leave the sink. So it occurs to me that you all are on this boat with these strong men and that it would be, I mean, I forget exactly if we dealt with this previously, but suppose some strong men have been coming up, you know, running toward you all yelling with like mallets and knives and clubs and stuff. Uh, the sailor has just sort of rocked the boat literally to make them lose their footing and sort of thrown them overboard either with a hand with like a big watery hand or with like a wave that it just calls over the side of the ship so if anybody's paying attention and thinking um but how are they having this uh conversation if there's your there's your retcon to make that work okay Jeez, No, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that you care enough to pay attention to things like that. Anyway, uh, okay, so important part is Morgan stays, stops the blockade, and the sailor has sort of tentatively, temporarily agreed to be an ally. Together, the three of them go around the sink until they find Paku Paku, who's, you know contentedly splashing around in this uh, area that used to be a public square. It's now just this sort of, like, slowly deepening sinkhole full of water, and it's making, like, weird water jets come up out of the surface and make little fountains, little arcs. It's basically... Playing uh, with its equivalent of Play Doh, just sort of throwing water up into the air into weird shapes. And there's a constant psychic babble that's like, hagunana just glossolalia. Uh, until Morgan gets close. And then it's like, blue, 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 f- blue friend, friendly blue of the land of man of Morgan. I forget if the fish actually knows his name or not, but I mean it's kind of a psychic fish, so let's just say it does. Um, it's not telling anybody else. Paku Paku really, really likes the idea of being on, you know, a team protecting the sink. It it's a basically um, benign creature. It only gets uh, aggressive when it feels threatened. So it's very keen on the idea of being part of a team, and it signs up immediately insofar as it can sign things. I think that Morgan
1: will make the decision to share his, against his better judgment and probably against mine too, but it seems like it would be tiresome for both me and you and Roland and Morgan to have to dance around this the entire time, so once Roland's moved in and talked about generating his own space and everything, Morgan will drop the helmet and reveal himself to Roland, and you know, tell him like, my name's Morgan Treadway, man. That's, uh, I guess it's it's nice to meet you. So, yeah, uh, you probably would have figured it out or found out eventually anyway, so we're just probably skipping a couple of steps. Just do me a favor, of course, and don't, don't tell anybody. Um, yeah. And Morgan, since he doesn't really understand how this works, and I don't know the particulars of, of Roland... He'd probably ask him if he could keep, you know, he he assumes that since he knows his name and his face, he'd eventually be able to find out anything about him anyway. So he's going to ask if he could, not 24-7 of course or anything, but whenever Morgan asked if he could just keep an eye on B or if he could... Uh, tell him what she's been up to or anything because with everything that's been going down, especially the attack on the sink, even though she lives outside, he had not got a chance to check up on her since he's been dealing with the Drowned Sailor and Paku Paku. So he's super excited about the Drowned Sailor, and I guess we'll just call him the Sailor, and Paku Paku joining up and if there's not a well actually i don't think there's a a watery section of this warehouse he would try to bring Paku Paku as as close as possible um even maybe get like a old discarded bathtub or you know something something large enough to kind of keep him in like a kiddie pool or or something where he'd have a good chunk of water, Uh, so he could just kind of keep him close, which Pakupaku's probably evolved enough where he could make a little watery mech suit to kind of transport him across land. Morg is also going to ask Roland if he could do that teleportation trick with him either bring him along or do him separately or anything so in case he needed to be in a certain place or anything like that more quickly if roland would be able to send him but i think morgan's next step is since he's kind of got his little uh, team consortium put together And you know, correct me if this assumption is wrong. I imagine the sailor probably doesn't stick around, but they've got some way to like summon him, or or Roland comes up with something, you know, some way to get everybody together fairly quickly. Anyways, Morgan wants to take a quick sojourn into the city proper, outside of the sink, which he is very loath to do. And he wants to try to find Brian Gillens, which he had thought about doing earlier because it seems like he's the only one that really can hold a, a true account when it comes to Morgan. So he wants to kind of find him and offer him the chance to interview people at the sink and, you know, other people involved and kind of give his side of the story. But he. He warns him beforehand if and when he's able to find him that this could be, you know, incredibly dangerous. The Sept could come after him or possibly the technocrats. Like, this is really his decision, but he's going make to make him the, the offer for, you know, an exclusive, as it were.